Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that he will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. It's, it's a wonderful time of the year. I tell you, it's the most exciting time of the year for me for a lot of reasons. I love Christmas. I love the decorations. I love the Christmas lights. Somebody hung Christmas lights in my office this past week. Praise the Lord. And uh, I was hoping when I plugged them in, they'd put off a little heat too when I'm in there. But the Christmas lights are up. People are decorating. And just so many exciting things going on around Christmas. How, how many, let me ask you a question this morning. How many of you have some... Uh, and I was asking uh, the boys last night, what Christmas do y'all remember that really stands out to you? And they're like, every one of them. They're all great. But, you know, maybe some of you have some uh, special memories around Christmas time or uh, some special traditions you do as a family at Christmas time. Uh, we all have those things. Maybe it's uh, gathering the family together and getting in the kitchen and uh, baking Christmas cookies and making Christmas candy. Hey, maybe part of your tradition is being out on Christmas Eve and shopping for your wife. Hallelujah. <laughs> maybe you like getting in the car. Some of you may get in the car during Christmas as it's going uh, toward that day as we celebrate. And you go into neighborhoods and you ride out and you, you go look at Christmas lights. Maybe at Meadow or you go into the neighborhoods. If you haven't been to Clipso yet, come down Cameron Street. I got my lights up this year. Praise the Lord. Uh, and we're still building on it. Now, I will tell you this. I got a little competition down the road this year. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to probably sneak down there tonight and unscrew some of their bulbs out of their stuff. That's bad when a preacher says that, isn't it? Anyway, I'm going somewhere with this, I promise you. How many of y'all done your Christmas shopping already? Raise your hand. What is wrong with you people? I cannot believe that. Praise the Lord. Well, I know for us, we enjoy the time of opening up gifts. That's part of our tradition. And some of you may take time and sit around and open up gifts on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I know for us, we, we, we kind of gather around and we open up gifts. And I don't know about you all, but we open them one at a time. Everybody's got to open them one at a time. I don't know why. We got to open one at a time. And it kind of goes something like this. Lucas, you go first. Open your gift. Caden, you go first. Open up your gift. Lisa, you open up your gift. Lucas, you open up your gift. Caden, you open up your gift. Lisa, you open up your gift. Oh, look, Daddy, Oreo's got a gift too. Can Oreo open his gift? Oh, Daddy, you ain't opened up a gift yet. Oh, okay. So then Daddy gets to open up a gift. And then we read the Christmas story together. That's kind of how it looks like on Christmas morning at our house. And I'm sure we all have those favorite times. But let me tell you something, friend. The reason that I really... I'm excited about Christmas is most of all because of the reason, and that's Jesus Christ, the one that came to love us and to change us and deliver us from our sin. That's why I love Christmas. And I want to talk to you because I believe sometimes, and you know, we can get so consumed with things going on around us with Christmas that we miss the true meaning of Christmas, and that is Jesus Christ Himself. 
And I think sometimes we even take for granted that the people that are, that are around us in our culture today that are growing up, we almost take it for granted that they know what Christmas is all about. But a lot of them, Christmas to them, is all about what you get and a gift and, and toys and all that. It's not about what you get. It's about who you can get. And his name is Jesus. And he can change you. And that's what it's all about. So I want to just share with you for just a few minutes, and then we're going to have some time of prayer, about a child a child that's been born to us, but not an ordinary child, a divine child, a supernatural child, and his name is Jesus. So the title of my message is, A Child is Born. I want to read to you out of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew. And Matthew, in his Gospel, he records in detail about the birth of Jesus, gives us some information here that's going to help us today. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. His mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they came together. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. That is crucial in our doctrine. That Jesus was born of a virgin. And then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, was not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, it says here, Behold, say behold. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid. Take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son and you are going to give him a name. And his name is going to be Jesus and he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, say behold, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and uh, shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Heavenly Father, have your way now in this service today, God. God, help me to communicate the word with your anointing, Lord. Anoint the uh, hearts and the ears of everyone here today, God. And may we be inspired. And most of all, may we experience you, Lord Jesus, in our life today. And we pray it all to be done for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Say, behold. Okay, that word, behold, I mentioned it twice in this passage. Uh, just to kind of set up where we're going this morning, you, you really would do yourself good if you would take time when you're reading the Bible to find out what the original words, what they mean, and the pictures that they describe to us. In the Old Testament, that word behold is a Hebrew word, which you pronounce it, hane. Say hane. See, you can go to uh, El Mazalan today and say hane. And, and see, when you're trying to get the waiter's attention, say hane. You're saying behold. So you can say you've learned a Hebrew word today. The Greek word for the word behold is a word spelled I-D-O-U. And it's pronounced I do. Say I do. I do. I remember it seems just like yesterday. I was standing before a beautiful bride, Lisa, and saying that I will take her to be my wife. I do. Say I do. I, do. I was thinking, do I love my church? Do I love my church family? I do. Did you enjoy that Mike's Tree Farm macaroni and cheese last night? I do. Did you have more than one helping? I did. That's another Hebrew, Greek word. Do you want a big expensive Christmas present? I do. Do you like chocolate cream filled Krispy Kreme donuts? I do. See, now say I do. I do. Now you've learned a Greek word today. 
So Hene and I do. And that word behold, that word behold, listen, it means that uh, you have exciting news. It means you have some news that nobody needs to miss it. You don't need to miss it. It's the news alert of the day. I'm getting ready to proclaim something to you is what they're saying through this word behold that you don't need to miss because it's going to change your life forever. When you see the word behold in the Bible, usually what happens is in the next statement following that word behold, it's going to be a message about Jesus Christ that can change your life forever. Behold, pay attention, don't miss what I'm about to tell you because it can change your life forever. That's what the writer is trying to communicate when you hear the word behold. So you need to pay attention and don't miss what I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you this morning. Behold, because around the Christmas story, there's divine prophecy. Behold, don't miss it, friend. Don't miss it. Did you realize that 700 years before Jesus was ever born, that there was Old Testament prophets that were declaring, don't miss it. Behold, I want to proclaim to you there's a life-changing message that can change your life forever. forever and it's about a baby that's going to be born. There's the old time Old Testament prophecy concerning Jesus Christ, Him being the Savior and Him being the King. And Matthew even referred to one of these prophets when he referred to Isaiah in Isaiah 7.14. He says, Behold, therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and you will call Him Emmanuel. This is an important message for you today. He's saying it's important to you today that He's going to be called Emmanuel. Do you understand that today a divine work's going to be done and God Himself is going to come to earth and He's going to be with us? Hallelujah! He's saying, behold, don't miss that. Don't miss it. And then He says on in Isaiah 9, 6 where... I get the title of my message today. Oh, I love this. Just these small little words. For to us, for to us a child is born. For to you a child has been born. For to you a child has been born. To us as a church, a child has been born. A child, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. In other words, Isaiah summoned, saying that he's prophetically speaking. There's a baby coming. And guess what? He's going to be a savior to his people. It's going to be God with us. And he's going to be king, friend. He's going to be king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This was divine prophecy about a special child who would change everything for all of us in humanity. This miracle child would be the hope of the world. This was no ordinary child. This was the Son of God and the the Son of Man. This was Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One that was going to be born. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine with me for a minute that, that prophetic message that was declared 700 years earlier and now those listeners there are hearing what's going on about this miraculous birth I can hear them now you you mean to tell me that all these uh, prophetic words that have been spoken over about Jesus over 300 of them over the years are now getting ready to come true and the Savior is going to come to us and he's going to be born of a virgin it's a miracle It's a true miracle. It's a miracle, friend. It's a divine miracle that has taken place. And we all know, friend, that the birth of Jesus Christ was a divine miracle. And childbirth, childbirth is a miracle. Amen. Children are a gift from God and childbirth is a miracle. 
If you've ever been a part of delivering a baby or in the delivery room when a baby's delivered, you will know from the very start of the conception all the way until the baby is delivered, it is a true miracle from God. It's a true miracle. I remember being in the delivery room when my oldest son, Caden, was born. You know, I hear a lot of people talk about being in the delivery room and can get kind of crazy in there. I didn't see the big deal. It wasn't that much hard work to me. All I did was kind of stood by my wife at a distance and fed uh, ice chips to her to keep her cooled down a little bit. And listen, we're there and they're in the hospital and they're going to send us home and, and Lisa's having contractions and they want to tell us that we need to go on home and come back later. I'm like, I don't think so. No, I'm not having a baby in the car. And thank the Lord as we were walking down the hallway, God began to work and they kept us and uh, Caden was born, and man, I just remember when that whole, that whole process, when, when, when good night, here he comes, and, and, and he comes out, and the doctor looks at me and says, Daddy, you want to cut the umbilical cord? I'm like, no, no, I don't want to cut it. No, I don't want to cut it, man. I'm, I'm paying you big bucks to do this stuff. You do it. And then Caden comes up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's my baby, my first son. And, and there's people in the lobby waiting on us. And, you know, you just kind of want to walk in there and, and you, you know, just kind of lift them up and say, behold, my son Caden. Hallelujah. Behold, here he is. Glory to God. And you want to show them off, and you want to kiss on them because they're so cuddly and so sweet. But can you just imagine being there on that first Christmas when, when, when Jesus was born, that divine prophecy that was being fulfilled and, and people start showing up to Jesus, this, this divine child on this divine night and these people are starting to come up there. And, 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 and every time I read the Christmas story, I think about one of my favorite, favorite songs, uh, that song, Oh Holy Night. How many of y'all love that song, Oh Holy Night? Man, and there's a, there's a part of that song, and, and I wish I would have gave Pastor Kevin some heads up because he could have really done it good today. But it kind of goes like this in that song, Oh Holy Night. There's one part that says, fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel's voice. Oh, night divine when Christ was born. Friend, that just tells me right there, when, when you come into, when Christmas is all about you falling down on your knees before Jesus. Christmas is all about you falling down. This, this, this not ordinary child, this divine child, it's about you falling down at him who's grown up to be a man now. And you fall down on your knees because it was the divine prophecy on a divine night when a divine baby was born. And we praise God for it. Christmas is about you falling down on your knees, like that song says, falling down on your knees and worshiping the one that has come to change us and to set us free. Christmas is about falling down on your knees to the one and the only one that can give you hope in your life. Fall down on your knees. Fall down on your knees to Jesus this morning. If you're here and you're headed toward Christmas and you're going through one of those battles in your life and you're just trying to fight to keep your mind straight and you're scared you're about to lose it all, friend, just fall down on your knees and call on Jesus and he'll give you hope this Christmas. I promise you he will. He'll do it. God help us to fall on our knees. It was behold a divine prophecy. Behold also the divine plan. This child born unto us was no accident, friend. It was God's plan. 
God had a divine plan, and Christmas should remind all of us that God has a plan. Listen to me. I I know your world's been rattled. I know you're going from battle to battle, but listen to me this morning. Listen to me. God has a plan. God has a divine plan. And we may not see how he's working it all out, but I promise you, friend, God is working his plan out. And you're his child, and he loves you, and I promise you, he wants to do something good for you, and he wants to help you, and he's going to bring you through. So listen, friend, when you, even when you can't see, even when that song you sing, even when you don't know how, and, and things like that, friend, you still got to trust God, because he's got a plan. He's got a plan. Aren't you grateful today he's got a plan? Hallelujah. Everything that happened leading up to Christmas Tells us that God had a plan, the census that was taken, causing Mary and Joseph to go to Bethlehem. It's because God had a plan. When they, when they arrived there and, and the innkeeper had no room for Mary and Joseph, guess what? That was God's divine plan. When there was nowhere for them to go and they ended up uh, Jesus being born in a manger, guess what? That was God's divine plan. And, and all of us, we could never even imagine, we could never even write it up that the Savior of the world would arrive to the earth that way. There's no way we could ever even think it up. And sometimes, just listen to me for a minute, sometimes we go through some things in our life and if we had the choice, we would either go back and rewrite the script Or we would try to change things that are going on in our life now because we don't appreciate the way things are working out. But listen to me, friend. No matter what you're going through, remember this Christmas. Please remember that God has a divine plan. Don't get discouraged. Don't let discouragement take over you during Christmas. Just keep claiming that God's got a divine plan over my family. God's got a divine plan over my life. God's working it all out. He's going to do it because he loves me. And you know what? Praise the Lord. I'm encouraged this morning to know that His ways, the Bible says, are not our ways. God's working out a plan, and His ways are not our ways. Thank God it's not, because sometimes I would be like, just zap them, Lord, just zap them. But He doesn't work the way we do. The Bible says that His ways are above our ways. His ways are higher than our ways, praise God. And the Bible also says that He has a plan to prosper us and to give us a great future of hope. I just, man, this thing about God having a divine plan. Whew, man, I, I don't, I would not want to embarrass anybody, but just thinking about Michelle and Patrick, what y'all been through over the last several months, man, just losing your brothers, losing your mom, and just everything that Rebecca's going through, man. Listen to me. God has a plan. You hear me? God is working it out. God's going to show up, and He's going to help you. He's going to help you, sir. He's going to help you, man, because He's faithful. He's He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible says He's working all things out for the good according to what? His purpose, His plan. So behold this morning, behold, don't miss this. Please don't miss it. Please don't miss it. What I'm about to tell you, you don't need to miss. It can change your life forever, forever and ever. God has a plan for you. He has a plan. And part of that plan that God had was to reveal himself through his son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. If you want to know who God is, then you just look at Jesus. Because that's Jesus revealing who God is. And listen to what Jesus said in Hebrews. Jesus said this. 
Oh, you're never going to guess. Behold. Jesus said, behold. And what comes next? He says, I've come to do the will of the Father. Nothing's going to distract me from doing the will of the Father. Behold, don't miss this, because I've come to do the will of the Father. And Jesus arrived here on this earth, and he's here to reveal God's love to a suffering world. He's here to uh, let the sinners know that he loves us. He's, he came here to this earth to die for us and to shed his blood for us so we could have new life in him. He came here to reveal the plan of redemption. Jesus came here to seek and save those who were lost. Jesus came to be a sacrifice for our sins. He came to rescue those that are sinners. Listen to what John the Baptist said. Oh, you're never going to believe what John the Baptist said. You know what John the Baptist said? Behold! Behold! He says, behold! And he says, there he is, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. Don't you miss it. Don't you miss it. I got some good news for you. It can change your life forever. There's Jesus, and he's the Lamb of God who can take away the sins of the world, friend. I don't care what you showed up with today, what sin in the world's in your life. Jesus can take it away because he paid for it on the cross at Calvary. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This divine child was born to die. The Bible says, like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. The Bible says this, that God made Jesus who knew no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. It was part of God's plan. It was part of God's plan that he would make Jesus sin who knew no sin for us so we might become the righteousness of God. Listen to me, friend. Because of what Jesus did on the cross at Calvary, the suffering, the shame, what he went through for each and every one of us who deserved it, but he took our place. Because of what he done, friend, there's victory in our life today. Victory over Satan. Victory over sin. Victory over death. All because of this divine child who fulfilled that divine plan to Bring, re- bring redemption to a lost humanity. Praise God that Jesus died on the cross for us today. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I'll tell you, from the cradle to the cross was God's plan. From the empty grave all the way back to the heaven where he sits on his throne now interceding for us and praying for us. The Bible says that Jesus is there at the throne of grace and we can go to that throne of grace and we can find mercy and we can find grace to help us in our time of need. Let me tell you something, friend. Part of God's plan is for Jesus to come and help you. Aren't you grateful that Jesus wants to help you today? He wants to help you today. Some of you need some help this Christmas. Let me go ahead and tell you, friend, Jesus is the answer to your problems. Whatever problem that you're going through, whatever trouble that you're going through, whatever help you need today, friend, Jesus is the one that you need today. It's not that Jesus is going to do something for you, and he will, but friend, the answer is Jesus. He is your answer. He'll provide an answer, but the one you need to seek after is Jesus. He is the answer. But you know why? Because he knows what it's like to be tempted. He knows what it's like to have an enemy. He knows what it's like to fight the devil every day. He knows what it's like, friend, to suffer and to weep. He knows what it's like to be rejected. He knows what it's like to be hated. And some of you today need to be encouraged, friend, that Jesus wants to come near you and remind you that you're not alone and he will help you because he hears your cry and whatever problem it is that you're going through as you head into Christmas, you need to right now just give it to Jesus. 
and call on him no matter what your need is. You know why you call on him? You know why you call on him? It's because Randy was seeing it a while ago. Because he's a miracle-working God. Oh, friend, he does miracles. Some people believe that when the book of Acts concluded, they're called cessationists, that everything stopped in. But we don't believe that. We still believe that he does miracles today. We, we, there's miracles all around this room today. We praise God that he still performs miracles today. Hallelujah. Yes, he does. He still, listen, he gave sight to the blind. He made the lame to walk. The one, he's the one that delivers the bound. He's the one that calms the storms. He's the one that can raise the dead back to life. He's the one that can save you from your sins today, friend. His greatness no one can fathom. The one writer said there's not even enough books to contain all that Jesus did, friend. He still works miracles today. And you may need a miracle this Christmas. Are you going through something? Somebody in your family going through something, you need God to, to show up and do a miracle and it appears like it's hopeless, listen to me. Fall down on your knees. Fall down on your knees and let Jesus begin to answer, be the answer for your problems because he'll show up. Pastor Kevin, you're going to have to help me close this one down, brother. The last thing I want to tell you is behold the divine presence. How many of y'all like getting gifts at Christmas? Boy, I tell you right now, that's a good time right there. <clears throat> every, every yesterday at the Mile of Christmas Parade, there was this group of guys that went by, and it was the Camaro Club. I told my wife, I said, I want them for Christmas. <laughs> I, want, I want that silver one there, and then another one. Come on, no, I want that red one right there. And then they had, uh, I ain't never seen this before, uh, they had lawnmowers in the parade. I ain't never seen that. Only in North Carolina is there lawnmowers in the parade. But these were nice lawnmowers. Now they had lights all over them and you couldn't even hardly hear them running. I was like, I'll take one of them too for Christmas. She said, somebody said right there, he's like, about all you going to get some socks and underwear, boy, hush your mouth. <laughs> uh, they were telling the truth. <clears throat> Everybody, man, you know what, before I go any further, I just want to tell you something, I love you, I love you, you know sometimes I get real, real nervous about preaching the word, but I'm thankful to better preach to you. I'm thankful for God's calling over my life. I'm, I'm thankful that you're here to hear the word of God. I'm thankful that you just, you're excited about Jesus. I thank you that you just love him and it blesses my heart. And I'm just grateful. I just, I'm just filled with gratefulness today because of each one of you. And I'm thankful to be able to preach the word. I, I don't take it lightly. And, and I, like I said, it makes me nervous sometimes. But that great man of God over there, Pastor Jimmy Swinson, told me one time, he said, son, being nervous is a good thing because you will always rely on God then. Thank you, sir. Thank you for telling me that. But we all like the gifts. We got gifts around the tree over here. Got a gift on top of the tree. But God wants to give you a gift today. It's a gift that you cannot buy. It's a gift that you won't find under the tree. It's a gift that you can't work for. It's a gift you cannot earn. It's a gift called the gift of salvation. It only comes through faith in Jesus Christ. 
The Bible says in Romans 6, 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, Jesus is the greatest present that you can give anyone. Have you given Jesus to anyone lately? When's the last time you told somebody about Jesus? Neil, that story you shared Monday night about that guy, man, it has just messed me up all week long. We, we should be telling everybody about Jesus because he's our only hope. But who in the world, who in the world who loves to receive a gift, who, who would turn a gift away? I'll tell you what, friend, there was people that turned away from Jesus. The Bible says his own people turned away from him. They rejected him. It says they received him not, but as many as received him, he gave them the right to become children of God to those who believed in his name. That word receive, that word receive right there is another word. If you just look it up and do a little studying, you'll find out that it means like to open up your home, to open up your life, to walk with God day by day, every day. I'm going to receive him. What does that mean? I'm going to open up my life. He's going to come in my home. That means he's got everything. I belong totally to him. And now I'm going to walk with him every day. Have you received Jesus Christ? Have you received the greatest gift of all? Man, I, listen, this could be the best Christmas ever because you have received that gift in your life. I love what Jesus said. You'll never believe what he said. He said, behold. Don't miss what I'm getting ready to tell you. He says, I stand at the door and I knock. He says, I stand at the door and I'm knocking on the heart of you right now. And if you would just open that door up, I will come in and we can dine together, you and me. Amen. Did you just hear what I said? Emmanuel, God with us, says that he's standing at a door knocking. And if we would just receive him, we got to open that door and receive him. He'll come in and they can be communion and fellowship with this divine God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, the key, though, is, friend, you got to receive him. you got to receive him. you got to receive him. you you, you got you to, by faith, you got to repent of your sins, and you got to place your faith in Jesus Christ and receive him to be your Lord and Savior, friend. Let me just go ahead and tell you right now, there's no greater gift than that gift of Jesus Christ, of salvation. It, it will, Jesus will bring hope in your life. He will bring peace in your life. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but he will. I heard this story this week as I closed right here about this husband and wife that had been married for years and years and years, and she was dying with cancer. And on her, on her deathbed, she was lying there and could barely even, even get a whisper out of her mouth. And her husband, so gentle, so loving, always by her side, he leaned over to her and he said, Thank you a minute, honey. Just think about this. This Christmas, you may really be with Jesus. This Christmas, you may really be with Jesus. And it said that the, the, the lady... Her face began to light up with a smile, and a countenance of peace came all upon her. Friend, that can only happen when you receive Jesus into your life. <laughs> Would you bow your heads with me, please, all over this place? Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you stand at the door and you knock. God, thank you that you're a gift for us today, God. And it's through faith in you, Jesus Christ, that we can receive this gift. And God, my heart, God, has been that there's just one, just one, just one here today, God. Just one on this first Sunday in December that doesn't know you as Savior. That this would be the day of salvation and they would give their life to you. Friend, if God has been speaking to you this morning and you're not sure that you're saved, you're not sure that you're on your way to heaven, and, and you know He's standing at the door, and you know He's been knocking, you know He's been knocking, and you, and you keep kind of backing away, but today you want to just invite Christ in to be your Savior and to be your Lord. Nobody's looking around. If that's you, friend, would you just lift your hand up real quick, real high. Praise God. Praise God. You can put that hand down. Praise God. God sees you. God sees you. Is there any others this morning? You want to receive Christ so it can be the greatest Christmas ever? Right there where you are, friend, hands that were lifted, even hands that were not lifted. You just say, Lord, I'm a sinner. And today, God, I confess and admit my sin to you. And I believe, Jesus, that you died on the cross for me. I confess my sins and I believe that you died. And God, I thank you, Father God, that you took Jesus and raised him back to life to give victory over Satan and sin and death. And today, Lord, I repent of my sin. I repent. I turn from it, Lord, and I fall down on my knees. I fall down on my knees and I humble myself and I call on you, Lord, God, to save me, Lord. God, transform my life and change me for your glory. In the name of Jesus, I accept you. I receive you right now. In Jesus' name.